Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rambling Viking podcast here with our in-house teacher who normally is here to offer us tales from the classroom. But what most of you probably don't know is that he's also an expert and our in-house expert on anything and everything anime. Um, he has seen literally like every anime that Netflix has to offer and then as much anime as one can watch um, from more anime exclusive platforms like Crunchyroll. So we've got Seth back in the house. Um, and today we're going to be talking about uh, basically giving everyone a crash course on anime. So we both like anime and um, for a lot of the same reasons, but I'm sure we also have our own individual reasons and we're um, I'm, I'm fairly casual. Seth is obviously an expert. So he is, um, he is, in the deep end, um, just living, living in it. So, yeah, um, I, I dove off the deep end long ago. It's been a while. It's, I have not, I, ha I haven't come back. <laughs> like a lot of conversations we've had is like, Hey, I'll be like, Hey, did you see this or that? And he's like, nah, dude, I've been just, he's like, I'm just straight anime for the last week. Like yeah. watch nothing else but anime. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But most people for anime, anime is a little bit taboo, right? Like we have our Star Wars talk episodes and that's, that's, I feel like at least a little bit more mainstream, but I think anime is more mainstream than people realize. Um, it's definitely a male heavy sport, uh, mm -hmm. mostly dudes, but, yeah. but I also think there are some misconceptions and just in general, just mm -hmm. like a lack of understanding. And so I figured, look, why not? Why? And, and I think, more people could get into it if they maybe had a better kind of general understanding and introduction. So we'll kind of cover what anime is, why we like it, and then um, probably close out with some good um, starter animes. Cause I think a lot of people yeah. like with cats, um, I, I have so many conversations with people who hate cats and it's usually <laughs> tied back to specific childhood, terrible memories of one horrible cat. Yeah. Sometimes it's only one instance, but usually it's like, yeah. Oh no, my grandma had this Satan cat. And I've had, I've had, I've had experiences, my fair share of bad cats, you know, being my dad being a vet, but I've also had overwhelmingly majority of my experiences be positive and so it's like with cats i think it's usually tied back to people had bad a bad experience at least with a cat i think anime is the same way people walk yeah. in to the wrong anime or the wrong point in an anime mm. and it's super deep in the story and you're just like what's going on it's like walking in to the middle of the theater it's like walking into the theater in the middle of inception like you're yeah. not gonna enjoy this movie because you've missed so much context that you're you're gonna sit there and watch it and be like i don't know what's going on and then you're yeah. probably going to leave and not be very satisfied and probably not care to watch that movie. Then. Yeah. I'll, I'll also kind of preface it too. Like it, it's, it's definitely more of that taboo amongst people who are like our age when as, as like we grew up at the advent of the internet. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, as far as the anime pool, that was available while we were on the come up. Uh, I, I mean, you had like, if you tuned into Toonami back in the day, you had like Dragon Ball Z, Roroni Kenshin, <clears throat> and and like your Pokemon and your Yu Gi Oh. Like Yu Yu Hakusho, Roroni Kenshin, Dragon Ball Z. Those like there was there was a couple staples, and they were good. 
but it, it's amongst it, it, really the taboo comes from amongst people our age because mm-hmm. I feel and I see more of a trend in like the youth being plugged in in the school setting. And part of it's my fault because maybe I'm like, ah, you're watching that. And then I like send them a different direction. But mm-hmm. um, you see, you see a change with a lot of kids nowadays who have like, there's definitely a larger percentage of youth nowadays that have had a, a more significant anime exposure than people our age, just because of the internet and Netflix and those things. And I think they've adapted like there's there's just a lot more now. And I think the, the mainstream ones that we had growing up too were so popular that like they kind of drown anything and everything else out. Like, yeah. and, and and I also think there might have been a bit of a like all the styles were pretty similar. And at least at least you can correct me on this, but at least amongst those, it's like they were really similar and they were unique in their own right. But I think now you see maybe a lot more just in um, diversity and style of animes and how like some of them are just insanely creative and cerebral. And um, it's funny though. It's just, I think what a lot of people can't get over is like it's cartoons. Like I'm going to yeah. watching cartoons. Like it's like once you get past like 15 yeah. people feel like I can't watch cartoons and it's like, well, well yeah, like, it it is cartoons, but you'll watch, you'll watch, 18 hours a week of Kardashian nonsense. Yeah. Um, well, Kardashian like, nonsense, but too, those, those are the same people who sit down and watch like the Simpsons and family guy. And, right. Like, those are cartoons play like play it off. Like it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, everybody like, watches family. My, especially in the age of like Netflix nowadays, uh, I do find it like less excusable for like people to, not have it, it there's just more exposure in the age of binging we live on like there's like 15 year olds who have seen all 800 seasons of Grey's anatomy uh-huh. and you mean to tell me that like a 63 episode anime is like too long like right. that's the problem and they're 23 minute episodes usually yeah like they're it's it, overwhelmingly because they were built for tv and so they're usually like Mm -hmm. these 23 minute 25 minute now netflix has you know gone the route of like they'll have their 40 and their 60 minute but still Mm -hmm. yeah no it's 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 really comes down to it's like no you just don't want to watch this there's no ability and people will say things like oh well like i just like it's so weird and obscure and my and that's actually one of the that's the appeal right so i guess um kind of defined what anime is right anime is literally just animation it is not it is not porn first of all i think there's a lot of misconception there because there's this weird um for one thing the japanese love drawing their women super well endowed and basically like (laughs) barbie like they have the tiniest waist big butts but you even so bigger boobs and they're busting out in a lot of them and it's just like that's one of those things that kind of got to get over because it's in that's every a single trope. one of them that, that's a yeah. trope and it's not it's not in all of them but no. i mean typically it at some point makes some kind of appearance and it it's only one of those things where it'll distract you if you let it right i mean like it's it, it this to pre- and for that to be the problem for people too whenever they've lived in an america where for the last 40 years the term sex sells is like that's 
Like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just seems like it, it for me, it's a weird hill not to get over. And again, it's not something that's ever present uh, in everything. It does make no. an appearance in quite a, quite a few different things, but um Usually, a lot of times there's, it's referenced in some sort of comic relief too. A lot of times, or there's a, there's like a genre jokes. if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a genre if that's what you're looking for. Um, the the anime where it's present, it's not like it's not typically the thing that is focused on. But like, uh, there's definitely anime that where like that's the that's the shtick is mm-hmm. the uh, the endowment of the people. But I, I mean, it's, it's all just personal preference. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think, I think they get this weird classification where the standards are somewhat for, for are arbitrarily tighter or more strict. And I think it comes back to, and people feel anime is a little bit more um, taboo and in that it's animation. And so when they see that in the animation, they point it out because like, Oh, look at what they're doing. Even though they'll go, they'll, they'll be watching some silly show that is all about sex appeal. Like, um, what was that? Crazy anatomy. Like, there's a, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, <laughs> literally, it's literally. I'll always like, point back at Grey's Anatomy. It's a soap opera that just takes place in a hospital, and then but, or there's um, what's that new show on Netflix? Um, the Sex Island or whatever, where they where they have to stay abstinent. Like, yeah, I've watched I, like an episode just to see what it was about, and I was like, oh, this is literally just like they got a bunch of hot people together to huh. see if they could um not break the sexual tension and win yeah. a bunch of money and, the other uh, and thing like, too, all the shots are geared towards like sex appeal stuff, and it's just like it's silly. Yeah, if you couldn't guess, I didn't watch that. But like, we'll we'll also pretend like uh, like half of America wasn't just hooked on Game of Thrones. Oh my like, gosh! If you want to talk about nerdy, and then throwing in just like random naked females, like that does it way worse than any of the mainstream animes does. So, oh yeah, and and really, this isn't trying to like bash. <laughs> things it's really just to show you that it's like no it's no different no worse mm-hmm. um than anything else that gets put out there the re- it just it just animated it's just drawings instead of actual real people and yeah. so it's like there's really no difference there Be- so. yeah before we before we sound start sounding like two old guys just like ranting about why the good old days are better what and and I guess it's your podcast, so I shouldn't necessarily do this. But to to segue, what is what is like the initial appeal for you? For me? For you yeah. when it comes to anime. Like the 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 thing that makes it like because I've got like my thing, but like mm-hmm. what's what's the appeal? My biggest reason that I always cite and like as a, is- as opposed to us like yelling at the wind yeah. and like saying our <laughs> old guy things like back in my right. day. What's the appeal? Right. Sell it. So, so for me, this, and this is what I tell people to when the topic comes up that like, oh, I watch anime and I'm like, here, just hear me out. Here's why I like it. And it's really the same reason why, honestly, probably like The Matrix and Lord of the Rings and things like that are some of my favorite cinema because for this reason, um, it's the fact that anime is not bound by, by the physics of this world in, but in in the extremes, right? Like you don't have to, you're not bound by certain CGI limits and things like that. And I know they can do most everything now. And, and 
but there's just a it goes to another level because it's they can draw characters and they can institute like their own worlds and and powers and it's just like it's so much more limitless that every time i go into a new anime i'm always excited because i'm i'm excited to see okay like what crazy twist on reality does this have that's like they can literally go as far out there as they want with a concept and there's no limits on it right like i'm so i'm in the middle of one piece right now you obviously know this but oh yeah with that one i mean you have characters like the weirdest looking characters and you could have fish people and like you can have like everyone's like built and like you can have super disproportionate people they can have folks who are like look like they're giant and i don't know you can just get so creative mm-hmm. with the way people look and also how people move and operate mm-hmm. and, and and like on and you have much more freedom because guess what the cgi to do that isn't through the roof because if you tried to say yeah. recreate something even like a dragon ball z in um in like a live action and say Which they tried movie. Well, <laughs> that movie that shall not be named. I don't even associate that with Dragon Ball Z. It's 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 such a disgrace. But I still I still haven't seen it. Oh, it's so bad. I watched it on YouTube illegally. It was so I had to quit like halfway through. It's so bad. <laughs> but but like if they tried to recreate that, like the the overhead just to get that done because the level of CGI and things that you'd have are is insane and not not to pitch against them but basically that's just my thing it's like there's no there's no limits on like the create the the creative bound leaps and bounds that they can take in any given show you know you can have a show about magic and then you can have a show about you know just aliens who have these powers and also humans have them and then you can have a show that's about pirates but it mixes like the medieval with the modern and it you know it's just there's no limit yeah. so that's that's what really what draws me is like if you want to actually if you want to go like headlong into a rabbit hole of creativity and see what see what people can come up with when they have the um when when the limits of like a, a live action type thing are taken off that's what you get when you get anime and it's just like it's it's always something new there are tons of similarities and kind of like okay generally animes have this sort of vibe to them a lot of times but they're always so creative even within a single show they can do that so that's my biggest reason what draws yeah the and that's to to kind of extrapolate on that like to expand on a little bit i that is that reasoning is one of the reasons that initially brought me to it because me and this was my observation back in the day media had really they are bound by very specific rules and to get anything to get to television in the United States there are certain bubbles that have to be filled about whatever you want to do. And the initial appeal of anime to me in that I, I'd always enjoyed fantasy things like growing up with Harry Potter and um, like the, the Aragon series um, and, and, and things of that nature seeing that anime wasn't really bound by like the fit fit in the blank. So like fit in with whatever was kind of going on because the only creative thing, like 
And, and basically, it, it's the it's the niche that anime fills in Japan. But like here in the United States, for the longest time, the closest thing we had to it was DC and Marvel. What was DC and Marvel going to make? Mm-hmm. And that's fine, but you have superheroes. That's it. So you have superheroes, and then it, the other things you have to do if you want to get on television, it's like, check some of these boxes. Are you a slice-of-life, uh, quirky friend comedy? Okay, you can be on television. Um, kooky family comedy, you can be on television. Uh, hospital drama, you can be on television. Police drama, you could be on television. Like Crime scene, you can be on television. Like There are certain things that you have to do over and over and over again if you want to be on television and whenever like someone like me for the first time sees like dragon ball z and you see these heroes essentially superheroes but it's not bound by like what seemed to be at the time like all these different superhero rules like this the superheroes just seemed I don't know. I just didn't care for him. But there was something about Dragon Ball Z and Goku where I was like, oh, I want to dive in deeper. And then you have so many just... it To me, anime doesn't play by the rules that it has to do to get on television. Because like it, it does fill that niche in Japan that superheroes do here. But like we stopped ourselves at like superheroes. Like our comic books are superheroes. Their comics, their manga, it's it's everything. It's wide open. It's open to creativity. And you'll have producers that are like, yeah, we'll pick up that manga. We'll see it. We'll test it out. We'll throw it in the waters and see how it does. And it, that just it, it just feels like you get so much more of that with so many creative different things. And, and 90, a, a lot of the appeal of going into an anime for me is what's the new stuff, like you were saying. But that was that was what initially got me into it because I didn't see any of it in anything else in the United States. And I didn't until like Avatar the Last Airbender. Like that's that's the closest thing. And people love yeah. that. They no, people love, love Avatar the Last Airbender. I love it. But that's I mean, the close that's the first time anyone stepped outside of the the typical the standard, like uh is it a superhero? No, yeah. Well elaborate. <laughs> Like someone had to sit down and like, I, I, it would have been interesting to be in the pitch meeting for Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. because sometimes you got to dumb things down for execs and like, well, it, it, he's kind of a hero. I was like, ah, okay, he's a hero, good. And it's so and, funny too because what what that was originally aired on like Nickelodeon as a kid show, and now it's like. A cultural phenomenon like it going to netflix was the biggest deal and everybody's watching it because guess what like it turned out to be good and that's that's actually an amazing yeah. example of like that's like that's like a little peephole into the universe that is anime and like yeah. even even avatar though was pretty like americanized in a lot of ways like it oh, still yeah. followed a lot of the same um themes and not necessarily in a bad way but like that's like a step in the direction yeah, the one thing the one thing I noticed, especially with American cartoons, um, because I did I did go back and watch it. And there's there's definitely some anime that do it. One of them that I remember is like Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. But like 
to make sure you are able to sell to a network, you have to be able to make sure you're like rerun friendly. Oh, and yeah. so every if you watch Avatar The Last Airbender all the way through, yes, there is an overarching story, but every episode can also stand alone. It's its own little story. There's there's a couple times there's a couple times where you'll have two part and three part episodes in Avatar The Last Airbender, but outside of that, like the episodes stand alone. And it's the same way with Cowboy Bebop. And and that's uh, that's the only example that comes to mind for me in the anime world. But that's one of the big things that you, that's one of those rules that you still kind of have to play by in American media, especially if you're going to sell to a network like Nickelodeon. And mm-hmm. like, that's the thing. That why That's why SpongeBob's been successful for so long. And it's weird. But like SpongeBob, it's just it, it's a new story every time. Like it's yep. it, all of them are standalone episodes with like no overarching story other than, Hey, this is a sponge. He works the crusty crabs. Mm-hmm. He's got a grumpy neighbor named Squidward. Yeah. The only time that you like can go back and see anything sort of new that I don't even know if you can classify as overarching story, but like the introduction of like Sandy cheeks and then like the development mm-hmm. of their relationship. But that's, very minuscule and minimal. Yeah, and and that's one of those big rules you have to play by and have had to play by and I'll say that if you want something on network television it has to play by those rules. But shows don't necessarily have to do that nowadays with like HBO shows mm-hmm. and um HBO with the advent of HBO and the, or the investment that the HBO has made in the last 10 to 15 years, 10ish years in in different shows. Uh, like their Spartacus Blood and Sand or like uh, Game of Thrones, Netflix's investment in certain shows, like any anything that's produced by Netflix or those, like there's a reason why people like them better. Like the continuation of the overarching story where, yeah, not everything is standalone. And it, in the advent of the streaming age with shows like this, there's not like a place where you can like jump in and everyone's like, well, you need to start this thing and like start from here. Like this is kind of how it goes. And that's a, that's like a fairly new thing for people. Cause it used to be like everyone, they just tune in and, and you'll, you'll get the gist. Yeah. Like law and order SVU is a new case every mm-hmm. episode, but now you have archives are the thing and binging is the thing. And so it's like, you go from, you go from the beginning, go from scratch, and it's like mm-hmm. the beauty about it is you don't have to wait a week. It doesn't take you a year to go through a season. It's like you can mm-hmm. go through a season in a week. Yeah, you know that's show. That's week. the other stuff too when it comes to, and, and I'm I'm a fan of it from a new media perspective. Where with Netflix and HBO, I think they're doing the right thing, uh, moving in this direction. But it's also one of the things where like I have shows that I love that aren't anime, but I can't binge them. Like I, I love it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious, but I can't binge it because every every episode's kind of a standalone, and that's one of those things that made it harder to watch um, Cowboy Bebop for me because it was just like it, it felt like it was. I was watching. I wasn't watching the same thing over and over again. And Cowboy Bebop's a great anime, but um, with like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, The Walking Dead. Things like that, like I can't binge watch it. Family Guy, can't binge watch it. Like, I got so funny thing about Family Guy. I got burnout because it became so <laughs> redundant. Too yeah, redundant. 
And people still watch it and they're like, oh, yeah, I love this episode. And it's like, I don't know. I hit a point with some things where it's just like if it's too redundant and like Family Guy was the same, like cheap jokes and they did mm-hmm. be creative. But like there was a time where I started watching it and I enjoyed it. And then like but pretty quickly, I was like, mm, kind of over this. And like you yeah. said, like every episode is just like random standalone thing. And so it's like mm, there's no there's no overarching. Not a whole really lot of. Yeah. That. If there's not continuity, it's very difficult mm-hmm. to to maintain interest and that's one of the things that new media has picked up on and that for some reason like that's it's why book nerds love books is the reason why anime nerds love anime Mm -hmm. book nerds love books because the story continues it doesn't stop and restart like get choppy and then stop and restart it's it's something new continually and now one thing i do want to say that can be a struggle for some people is um anime feels like a lot of talking and can feel belabored sometimes and i mean this happens to me sometimes when i'm watching but at but what it ultimately comes out to be is yes it feels like that but that's only because they're not they're, they're not construed they're not constrained sorry they're not constrained to saying we have to fit this little plot in this one episode they can Uh they can take their time and do in over four episodes tell this one story over 10 episodes tell this one story and um and so that's like that's something that if you're new to it could be a little frustrating if you're used to watching these Uh you know it's a single plot per episode yeah and, and that's something that could be a little bit of a shift but ultimately once you get to the like the climax, the end point, the culmination of the story, it is so much more satisfying because you have proper character development. Like mm-hmm. you, you really just have to think about it, how now people are going away from making like trilogies, you know, like the Lord of the Rings trilogy and star Wars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, I fully believe that if, cause it's my favorite. So I'm gonna reference it, that the Lord of the Rings wouldn't have, if it were made today, which their prime is making a series. And that's kind of my case in point. But if, if, um, the that trilogy were made today it would be it would be like probably three seasons um of like our episodes each year, 10 hours um per book probably mm-hmm. to be able to flesh out the story because i think with the new media that is the biggest shift that we've seen yeah. people have gone away from making like a two-hour movie and like cramming a bunch of crap into it and then making like three of those and then calling it a day and they, i mean it still happens but mm-hmm. now with like stories like that that are more compelling i mean that's exactly what game of thrones did game of thrones was oh like it's why game seasons. of thrones was so successful though exactly and it's because you had time time was on your side and you weren't working against it and that's the that's so for me, I'm like, I don't want a remake of Lord of the Rings, but at the same time, there is that piece of me that was like, man, imagine if it were made today and they had like done it as a series, like how much more they could have pulled out from the book and explored. And I'm like, it would have been awesome. Or if but, they did what they were supposed to and made nine movies instead of three. Exactly. Three for each book. Exactly. That would Instead of three for The Hobbit, they probably could have gotten away with one or two for that one. Uh, that one could have been two at most but is what it is anyways not to get too off topic but that that is i think that is something that's important to understand because is that like it's it's they're not constrained it's going to be working in like a in like 
a long-term view, mm-hmm. not a short-term view. So it's like some yeah. episodes you're going to find maybe don't have well, a ton of action, but it's, a, but it's a building moment. Too, that's, that's the other thing, though, is that um, there are definitely anime like you're describing, like those longer-form anime. But mm-hmm. the other thing, too, is like if that's not your shtick, you want to be in and out quick and you want the whole story. You do want it paced out like that. There's plenty of anime like that. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so many amazing 12 episode anime that like, uh, that set up a, an entire story. That's just super unique. Um, that are, are twice as good as a lot of the concepts you get in regular media. Mm-hmm. And along Netflix. And again, the pacing is there. The character development happens a little quicker, but at the same time, it's still 12 episodes worth of that character development. So it's mm-hmm. really good. And and that and that's perfect segue into the kind of a follow-up point to that is that there's not like anime's regular in Japan. Like they're used to having tons of animes everywhere and in the manga and stuff like that. And so they're like you just referenced, there's a huge library. Like you can find what fits your style and what fits your need. Like there's definitely some that for me that I'm like, mm, I don't really care for. But then there's others, you know, when I find those ones that like are my jam, then I'm about it. Like I still have not been able to really fully dive into Naruto. I've, I've, I've made a couple of attempts and neither of them panned out. Um, and, can't really pinpoint specific reasons necessarily but i don't know and and mm-hmm. part of me wants to like it because it's super popular for good reason and i know it's not like a crappy anime but i don't know it's just i have not been able to you know jump into that wheelhouse but it's just there's there's anime for everybody so it's like that's yeah. that's another thing too that i think this is going to be good for is because most people it's like you don't know where to start and so you're just going to look at what you know, what's more mainstream of pop culture, you're probably going to be looking at um, something like, you know, Dragon Ball Z because our generation specifically grew up watching that. And that definitely, while that's definitely one of the best. Yeah. It could be the wrong style for you. And Oh, it's yeah, absolutely. Cause uh, again, a lot of the stigmas come from people our age. And so people our age like that's what they see you'd be like oh they're gonna yell at me for like five episodes yeah no thanks while there are those anime out there that do exist that's not the extent of all anime Mm -hmm. so it's um it's it's just finding the right one for everybody for each person because anime is at this point so personalized like it's it's incredible what they've been able to accomplish as far as the wide berth of the types of stories. Like you've got so many different classifications for like, you've got like your sci-fi, your uh, fantasy, you've got your historical fiction. Like uh, there's just so many things you can do with it. And there's, there's, I I will, I a hundred percent stand by the fact that there is one for everybody. And I will even say, I don't know if you caught onto this one, but we've got mom turned on to like mom made fun of us for all that, like for the longest time, she'd be like, oh, what are you guys watching? Nasty toe. (laughs) And and she has now um, she's probably seen uh, more Naruto than a lot of people. I got to check back in on my brother and see uh, how far she's made it. But 
Everyone starts out just loving. It's so it's easy to make she's fun caught of. Up. She's caught up on my hero. Oh wow! Well, even my wife, even my wife, um, like I was watching that, and <laughs> she just casually started catching episodes, and then it got to the point where like I didn't realize she was this into it, and so like I finished off you know a season or whatever, um, and got up to date and like watched the last couple episodes without her, and she found out and flipped on me, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know, I didn't realize, I thought you were just wanting to hang out with me, and you didn't really, you weren't paying attention, but you were into the story, mm-hmm. and so. You know, that's how it goes, though. It's like if you can yeah. be in proximity and and yeah, go ahead, make fun of it. That's fine. But um, you you start watching enough episodes and you see how that story builds and the characters develop. And it's like, oh, huh. no, I'm, I'm interested now. This this is the thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we can start talking. Maybe maybe start. Well, actually, I want to ask you this. So. Mm-hmm. And this is extremely hard. So maybe if you break it down into category. So I'm just going to say, I'm not going to limit it. I'm going to say, give me some of your favorite animes. My favorite animes. Okay. Um, so uh, for fantasy stuff, I'll, uh, I will say the, the big three of dragon, dragon ball Z, uh, Obviously, I love the Dragon Ball universe. And again, my love for the Dragon Ball universe is not for the well-put-togetherness of the story. There's plot holes. There are character development flaws. I don't think it's the best. But Dragon Ball Z, I I love it for, one, just the storyline and the the nostalgia. It's what what brought me here in the first place. So the Dragon Ball series... uh, Hunter Hunter series and One Piece are both amazing to me. Um, and what I love about One Piece is probably what a lot of people just wouldn't like about anime. So rarely do I go out and recommend One Piece. Uh, but if you're starting to go off the deep end and you're like, hey, I think I'm into this, that's the one to watch. Um, I do always recommend Hunter Hunter. I do think it's one of the best anime uh, ever ever made um personally just spectacular as far as the pacing the character development the storylines the universe because a lot of the appeal for a lot of anime is not just um not just the universe that they create but also the rules within it i think are fascinating I think the rules within a universe are fascinating and your ability to play by those rules and play within those rules is also uh, very fascinating and answer those questions about it. Like what are the limitations within this universe? What are people capable of? And that's why I love Hunter Hunter. It's also why um, critically acclaimed the big one, full metal alchemist brotherhood that everyone loves. Um, with good reason it's character depth the story it's a little goofy for especially for people who haven't watched anime animes get a little goofy sometimes especially because they'll over exaggerate with some of the artwork and i think it's hilarious but uh, it takes a while to get adjusted to for some people um i love full metal alchemist brotherhood currently rewatching that um with my girlfriend so um 
Attack on Titan's another good one. For some people, it's a little too serious, a little too gory, but love it. Um, as far as those larger ones, smaller ones that are really good um, that I also loved. Sci-fi ones, there's one called Darker Than Black that I love. Uh, and I, I say that uh, loosely. I I have... Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched it, but I loved it. Uh, Slice of Life. I love your line, April. I think it's great. Sports oh. anime, high Q. I'm for it. Um, old, older anime that I love. Yu Yu Hakusho, I think, is like one of the best. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be in put in Hunter Hunter's category for me if they came over and gave it a facelift like they did for Hunter Hunter. Because if you were not aware, the... 2011 reboot of Hunter Hunter was the uh, essentially the 2011 remasking. There was an original version that came out where the art style was much more like a Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, but Yu Yu Hakusho still stands for me. I mean, I, I man, my list goes forever as far as things I've enjoyed and things I love. Oh, that's good though. That's good. No, those are a lot of good ones, and those are. <clears throat> Oh, man, some of those. Uh, just thinking about them, I'm like, oh man, I need to go rewatch those and rewatch that and, <laughs> and watch this. And it's just like, yeah, there's not enough time in the day right now. I'm deep into One Piece, but yeah, yeah. Oh, um, hey, I recommend staying on that train because once you arrive at the destination, which again, the destination is not the destination. The destination is, oh, I'm caught up now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, it's gonna be a weird place to be. But um, so some of my favorites. They're definitely. I've got, I've got a little bit different taste. I like almost all the same stuff. But then, mm-hmm. like for me, some of my favorites have been the ones that left me wanting more. So like animes that got cut short for whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they weren't popular, and um, <clears throat> but are just like super super compelling. So you listed some of the big ones. So I won't retouch mm-hmm. on those. I'll just add in a couple few that I read that I personally really enjoyed. So one was uh psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it yeah, was, it was wild. It was a wild journey. And it was so short and it definitely, they definitely wanted to have more, but they couldn't. That's a, um, yeah, that's a really good one. And I think they may have made more of it. I'm not sure. I don't want to yank your chain and, Get mm. your hopes up because <laughs> the initial stuff that was out. Um, it, yeah, it was pretty good. I do remember watching um, mm-hmm. psychopaths. So psychopaths death note, which they made a piss poor movie about. If you watch the mm-hmm. movie, it does not do the anime justice. Um, I don't know that you may, you may have liked the movie a little bit. I mean, it wasn't I Dragon Ball evolution it. bad. Yeah. You don't need to watch it. It's, it's I, funny. I, it, that's case in point, though. Like you try and adapt an anime into live action, but the problem is it's done in the states, and so they they make a lot yeah. of changes and make it, if you want to call it Americanized, they make it Americanized, and and in in the wrong ways, and then it takes away from the things that you loved about the story. But also, they tried to make like a series into a movie, and since when does that ever go well? Yeah, yeah. I I I've got nothing against. Um, adaptations they're just like i just don't i just don't watch them like they just don't they there's, usually there's don't. something there's something about I, I as a very immature adult uh have something 
I, I do enjoy like whimsical things, like things with with whimsy and that are mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily sta- things that are bound by uh, the stuff around me. So I uh, I, I have a uh, I, I've got a big enjoyment for the animation side mm-hmm. of it anyway, and the artwork to me is just more. I just have more fun looking at that than I do like people. Yeah. You see people all day, every day. Like if you want to go find people, you can find, you know, people anywhere you look, but like this stuff is unique. And like I said, the the creativity, Mm -hmm. if you really want to enjoy some human creativity, like that's what you can find. Um, I think I had one more. So I had those. No, that might've been it. No, no. Trigun. Trigun is another good old one. It's a classic. Like I, I never, like I'd always kind of seen it. Like I knew Mm -hmm. of it, but I was like, I never gave it a chance. And I don't remember like four or five years ago, I randomly, I think it came across Netflix or something. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch this. And I watched it. I was like, this might be like, make my top five Mm -hmm. or top 10. Like I was like, I really liked it. Yeah. If I remember correctly, that one kind of does a cowboy bebop thing too, where it does have Mm -hmm. a lot of standalone episodes Mm -hmm. where they could stand alone, but there is still the overarching story. It has a, it it does, it ends up having a really good overarching story. And so Mm -hmm. it keeps you pulled in enough, but yeah, it's the same with cowboy bebop. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So some of the, so some of our personal favorites, Um, Mm -hmm. but now let's kind of, let's finish this off with also say if there's anyone who's like a hardcore anime nerd, I did still like um, Naruto. I didn't say Naruto is one of the big ones, but I am a Naruto fan. So, Oh yeah. Um, So a couple things that have come to mind before we finish this off, just so people have some terminology Um, sub versus dub sub Mm -hmm. it's in Japanese and it's subtitles. Yes. You have to read subtitles, but it's a small hump to get over and you can really make it work, but I don't, you know, maybe starting out, not the best thing, but Mm -hmm. dub meaning it's been dubbed into English. And so Mm -hmm. um, those are some, you'll hear that a lot when you hear anime talk. Well, basically dub means English sub means Japanese and just a good thing to know. And I think if you're, I'll let you be, you know, talk about that as far as how it plays into maybe starting out, trying to watch it because I think going full Japanese could be a struggle Mm -hmm. unless maybe just a couple particular animes. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, that's a big thing. And then, um, yeah, and but we can kind of segue that into talking about um, what we're going to leave you with is some good or um, starter anime series. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're if you've got it, gotten this far and you are open minded enough to say like, hey, I'm willing to give this a try because maybe you're tired of the same old crap that is coming on TV and it's like, okay, it's a crime story, but it's slightly different in this way. Like it's mm-hmm. all the series. You're tired of that redundancy and ready to explore expand your horizons. Um, I'm going to have Seth kind of divvy up some good animes to start with mm-hmm. and kind of give you some variety and you kind of try it out and test the waters because I think that's mm-hmm. probably a huge barrier for people is like I said, at the beginning, they come in and you know they're over at a friend's house or it's you know their significant other and they're they come in in the middle of a series or they come in and and it's a series that's maybe not great for someone who has never really experienced anime and so it's like those two things if you have one of those two or definitely both of those two it 
you're probably going to get turned off and be like, this is super weird. I don't understand this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't like this. And then never think about it again when it's like, well, we're going to try and get you started off on the right foot. So maybe you can have a fighting chance. If you still don't like it, then you don't like it. And it's not for you. And that's yeah. fine. But we're just trying to offer up like, hey, maybe, maybe you just weren't exposed to it in the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as far as subverse dub goes, I'm not like you will. There's a contingent of the anime community that are they they're the sub snobs. They will only watch anime with subtitles as they feel like dubbing episodes taints them in some way, which I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it can sometimes I think there are a lot of exceptional English voice actors that do an exceptional job uh, for uh Funimation, who is typically the company that comes in and reversions a lot of these animes. Um, but uh, it, it, it is, at the end of the day, a an issue of preference. I usually have people start with a dub just so they can more casually enjoy it. However, if you do subtitled anime, uh, you will naturally your investment in the show increases because you do have to pay attention to know what's going on. You can't casually watch a subtitled anime. Uh, You do have to pay much closer attention. I don't have a preference either way. I think a lot of subtitled anime are better. I think uh, some dubbed anime are better uh, than their subtitled counterparts. I think, uh, and it's probably just be growing up with it like dragon ball z um as good as i think sean shimmel's like the best voice for goku ever that could ever be and a lot of people are like how dare you what's her face from japan is so much better but it's not so uh unpopular opinion but i i will not look down upon you however you watch it in either way as far as anime recommendations are concerned, I will stay with recommending anime that are on Netflix. So my fellow anime nerds, um, I know there is a, a larger, better catalog on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll's catalog is heavily subtitled. Um, but for getting people started, Netflix is typically the Netflix is typically the streaming medium that I believe everyone has. Um, So I'll make recommendations on that one. Um, And the first recommend, the first anime that I blanket recommend to everyone is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. In an age of streaming and everything and people getting invested, um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is an exceptional recommendation as far as the story is concerned. Uh, it is the right amount of emotional investment to me. It does give you a soft intro to a lot of the more whimsical animation style uh, when people freak out or they uh, exaggerate things. So, um, But it, it, it also has serious moments. You, it makes you laugh, makes you cry. The story's great. The universe is exceptional. The rules within it are amazing. And the rules that people need to play by are 
uh, very similar. So they're super awesome. So and just to note on that, there is Full Metal Alchemist and then Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. There are two yes. distinct animes. So he is talking about Brotherhood. Yes, I'm talking about Brotherhood. While I did enjoy Full Metal Alchemist, I just say Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood because it sticks closer to the manga, the actual story. After the first season, uh, Full Metal Alchemist deviates um, and goes a different direction with the story. I will say, though, um, if you want a more detailed first season of Brotherhood, uh, you can watch the first 25 episodes of Full Metal Alchemist. It is a the unabridged version of the first 13 episodes of Brotherhood. So, uh, and there's a lot of things that I really like in the first 25 episodes of Full Metal Alchemist. Because one of the things I overlook sometimes, because I I started with the original Full Metal Alchemist, um, something that you may overlook too, because you you started with it when I did, because I remember yep. when I found it and I made you watch it with me. Um, <laughs> um, the the emotional investment and character attachment you get to a lot of the characters, uh, it's not completely glossed over. But there are some things that don't hit quite as hard emotionally in Brotherhood as they do in the original Full Metal Alchemist. So I'll say that much. Um, and there are some references to the other anime in Brotherhood that you just won't catch, but that's fine. Um, so that's one of the first ones. Um, if you are a fantasy RPG video game type of person... I think Sword Art Online is a great anime to watch. I'm a big fan of the first season of Sword Art Online. Uh, I think it's really cool, really fun story. Good character development again. Good. Uh, it, it they're they're good fun characters. It's a good premise as well. Um. So there's that one recommendation that I'm trying to squeeze in here because I think it's it's crazy. Um, and it's super good and, um, more of the suspense, uh, it, Netflix classifies it as psychological, dark, suspenseful. Uh, the promised Neverland is a, uh, one season go. There's 12 episodes, but there will be more. I believe it's 12 episodes. I can't remember if it's 12 or 25. Um, Yeah, first season is 12. So um, 12 episodes, crazy good 12 episodes. Um, very much along the lines of, of kind of crazy, dark, psychological things you can tell. Um, I would recommend that one hmm, maybe to like, it's a weird connection to make, but maybe to like a Walking Dead fan. If you're like one of those type of people. Um, what else am I, what, what, what type of person am I missing here? So walking back through this, so sort of online was kind of like your gaming promise. Mm-hmm. Neverland was the walking dead. What was full metal alchemist? It was just good all around. Uh, full metal alchemist is my blanket wreck. It's my yeah. blanket recommendation. I think that it's I well-rounded for, for a lot of everything. I think it's, it's really good. 
Um, what about what about one that's like uh, pretty action heavy? Huh? Action heavy. Um, so uh, you you will be lost initially. I will say, um, but if you are into like violence fighting type of thing, really action heavy. Um, I do like the show. I think it's, it's different, but you do miss out on the original series, Baki, the grappler, but Baki, Baki is super violent and it's like crazy. It's like fast paced. Like you miss out on the initial story, but, um, you miss out on the initial story, the upbringing of Baki, Whereas in in the Netflix Baki series, you just have this just bad dude who's not to be messed with. Um. So yeah, the Promised Neverland was kind of one of my dark psychological things, kind of like The Walking Dead. Another one people would like again. One of your favorites, Death Note. I like Death oh, Note yeah. as well. I think it's crazy. Some of the psychological games that are played in Death Note. Um. History buffs, history buffs, and like fantasy type people. Uh, Fate Zero. Oh yeah, the first the first of the Fate series was exceptional. Um, and if you're a history buff, you'll see a lot of those characters that you enjoy. Um, what other kind of tropes are there to cover from this library that are in here? Um. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I kind of had. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of other like tropes I could cover, but Rack like six right now. So six wrecks. Yeah, six I recommendations, mean, and that feels like we've kind of covered all of our bases. Yeah, I, yeah. There's probably something I'm missing. Like I, I hesitate to. Yeah, no. Yeah, six wrecks is good. Like and I, I will maybe we give it one more just to be in the Lord's number, not the devil's number, the number of sin. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Um I don't so here's the thing, as far as comedy anime are concerned, I don't really recommend comedy anime. Mostly because mostly because um the humor comes from a lot of anime tropes initially and until you're kind of like baptized into the anime things. Like another one of my favorite things to watch, and I don't know if I've ever made you watch it. Was did I ever make you watch Sergeant Frog? Yes, yes. <laughs> I love Sergeant Frog. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. Um, that one's I don't know. I'm trying to avoid like job. anything overly like sexual as well. Um, I would say. You know what? For the sci-fi person who's more of a Star Wars guy mm-hmm. than they are a uh, for more Star Wars than like fantasy stuff. Um, for now, the Psychopath recommendation is really good. I think some of the Gundams are really fun as well. Like, uh, I think Gundam UC is on here. Gundam Unicorn, I believe. 
Gundam's in there. Um, I haven't watched Iron Blooded Orphans yet, but yeah, for the sci-fi nerd, I'd say do Psychopaths for now. Mm-hmm. As, as far as just ones that are on. Netflix. Yeah, we're going off of Netflix too. Yeah, so. I'm going off the Netflix right um, because everyone at least has access to it. I mean, it's a good general rule whether it's your oh, Netflix or somebody else's. But I could have sworn I saw it on here. Um, it is not on here. Um, it is not on here anymore. Interesting. Psychopaths. They took it yeah. off. Psychopaths is not on there. So <sighs> I. Um, why would they do that? So in that case, I'm going to give a horror anime recommendation, I guess. Cool. Yeah, no, uh, we don't have a horror anime. Kind of a horror. It's not really horror, um, but it is, I, I guess, it's it. Netflix likes to classify it as that. Uh, and it's got kind of a sci-fi vibe to it. Um, Parasite. Okay. Parasite the Maxim. Uh, pretty, pretty interesting, fun concept. Uh get some of your sci-fi vibes along with like kind of a horror feel, I guess. Well, awesome. I think that's, uh, that's seven, seven good animes, um, to watch. And, um, just to recap and just in case you weren't taking notes, like a good student would on an anime for dummies type episode, you can check the description and I'll make sure to post them in there. But quick recap is the blanket statement, meaning if you're not sure what style you want to go, this one's just a great place to start. uh, Just like a general starting point, full metal alchemist brotherhood. That's just the good, well-rounded one. Make sure it's brotherhood. Um, That one's a little bit better than just full metal alchemist. Then you have sword art online, which is kind of like geared towards, I'm, I'm going to just put it as gamers. So, yeah, because um, it's literally about a video game. And so it's kind of, you have the, the, the gamer world. Um, and again, I, I'm fully aware for anyone, if they are like some major weeb, like I am, I know there's better gaming ones, but like uh, Netflix, this is the, yeah, this is we're, this is on Netflix and this is for beginners. We're talking beginners, noobs here. All right. Trying to, <laughs> we're not trying to own the noobs. We're trying to guide the noobs here. Yeah. Um, then you have a uh, walking dead esque one. Just maybe that type of series is yeah. uh, the promise. Neverland. Promise. Neverland. And again, as far as the short, the short rec, 12 mm. episodes. Yeah. It's, so that's your short, short recommendation. So that'd be your quick watch. Um, then we have, uh, if you're all gas, no brakes, just looking for some action, Baki the Grappler. Yeah, Baki. It's under Baki. If you can somehow find Baki the Grappler anywhere, I have it on DVD. <laughs> which is like the only way the only way I found it. I'm not sure who streams it or if they do, but the original series was called Baki the Grappler. But the Netflix uh, adaptation is the next step in the story, and it's just called Baki. Gotcha. So Baki. Then um, – if you're going for a more psychological thriller, and man, is it psychological? Um, Death Note, and it, it's it. I love how all the ethical and moral questions it brings up, and the the nuance in there. Just on a personal note, so it's really, really yeah. thrilling. Don't watch the movie. Make sure you just watch the anime. Mm-hmm. And then Fate Zero. Um, if you're more of a history buff or um, fantasy, just another nerd. fantasy nerd, then that um, that's a good one for you. And then we round it off with kind of another horror slash sci-fi um, parasite. The Maxim. 
uh, and that rounds off our seven recommendations on um, at the time of recording, I haven't decided on a title, so I won't make any reference to that, but on this, this episode where we did a little deep dive and or intro to anime, um, with our in-house anime expert, Seth. So, um, any closing thoughts on to, to summarize this and kind of end it out? Honestly, I'll always tell everyone to like, give it a shot. Like I, it's all about just give it a shot. It's like in these times too, especially a lot of people have more time than they've ever had to like watch things. Why limit yourself, you know, broaden your horizons a little bit and Two, If you, if you come in hot on one of those recommendations and you're, and you know what? I know Gus keeps track of his audience or the, the Viking, it keeps track of his audience like hey you know uh get a hold of him he can get a hold of me and if any of those wrecks didn't work for some reason uh or you just couldn't get into it let me know and get personalize yourself give me some information about yourself i'll find one for you yeah i know it exists if none of those work, we have an anime expert who, even if he hasn't watched it, which he probably has, he can he he's in the know deep enough where he can he can look at an anime, read the description, be like, yeah, you'll probably like this. And so, email on that note, email in uh, the rambling viking at gmail.com. If you have more questions and are genuinely curious about getting into anime, if you're just going to make fun of us for being anime nerds, you can keep those comments to yourself. But I will receive them and laugh at them because I can laugh at the fact that I'm an anime nerd. Um, and there's nothing really you can say to hurt me about that. But uh, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Seth, for that awesome breakdown. And I uh, would love to know uh, your favorite anime. Shoot, anything and everything. But like I said, if you have any questions, just let us know. And um, got a direct line to them. And we, we can get you set up with the perfect anime for you. So thanks so much for listening. And until next time, y'all, That this has been The Rambling Viking. And we'll see about maybe having some more anime themed episodes maybe we break down individual ones i don't know i'm for it i know you're for it we'll see <laughs> we'll see we'll we'll think about it but uh thanks everybody